bear. Listen up, all you rad dudes. Walt's house is rocking with a mania that's hit the street with a brand new beat. Gosh, sounds like a party. Maybe I should make a cake. Tempest, Goofy, it's not that kind of party. It's a death jam, and we're invited to groove with the rest of the gang. That's right, Roger. My main man, Mickey Mouse, is busting fresh out of sight. He wants you all to chill hard and bump the bump while the mania grooves your mood. Mickey Mania is taking control. What a great transition into uh, our intro music. I feel like, is our intro music from the 90s, would you say? Yeah, it has a vibe, a certain vibe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just want you to know, Greg, that you're a rad dude. Anyways, welcome to that Park Life <laughs> podcast. We're here with lots of sounds today, and I can't wait. I'm Beth, hanging out with my bro, my my rad dude bro here. Yeah, I'm ready to bump fresh with some <laughs> 90s sounds. Guys, I oh my there's gosh. just so much to talk about with that, yeah. to unpack in that audio, but there's actually more from that parade coming up in this. I can't that that wait. was part of the Mickey Mania parade. And it's just a gold mine of ridiculous 90s phrases. They're kind of trying a little too hard in that. I did get really excited to hear Roger Rabbit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Roger, it was one of my favorite movies when I was younger. I have, I feel like, quite a bit of Roger Rabbit. More than more than our usual episodes, which yeah. are usually zero Roger Rabbit. So you have that to look forward to. And uh, we're kind of doing a 90s week this week. Mm-hmm. Because obviously this episode is focusing on sounds from the 90s in the Walt Disney World Parks. And on Thursday, we have our 90s. Disney animated movies trivia night punish I'm gonna punish I'm probably not gonna I don't really play when we do trivia because I'm (laughs) like you know whatever but in my brain I'm gonna be like yes got it got it I can't wait I'm excited and uh we got some prizes coming your way and uh you'll see the the photos of uh prizes and stuff on our Instagram if you're wondering what they're gonna be um we'll be announcing them that uh, this week leading up to our trivia night on Thursday still some spots open whether you want to play or just watch it's no pressure situation if you just want to hang out with us live, you can do so. Uh, sign up for a free, you know, watch ticket instead of a, you know, the player ticket. Yeah. You can do that on our uh, website, thatparklifepodcast.com. And, uh, you know, we we booked this trivia night like a month ago before they officially announced the Friends reunion special coming out on HBO. Yeah. And it's like, guys, come we on We were first. Now. We should write them a letter. Excuse me. Yes. Dear I friends. You, I know that you think you're all great and everything, but... Definitely going to be watching that on Friday, not on Thursday. I will be at Trivia, guys, and I will be paying attention. I'm, I won't have it on Thank in the you. backdrop, in the background. I, I might I lose you. So we have, like, yeah, quite a bit of sound to play today. Obviously, the name of this episode is Sounds of the 90s. Uh, I counted it up. We have 26 Ooh. sound clips total, mm-hmm. one of which you already heard, which was the introduction to this to this episode. So uh, it's time. I think we should, uh, Let's I think we should get, get right it. to it. I think it's time. How do you want to do this? All right, let's start with Magic Kingdom. And by the way, um, you won't hear any talk of Animal Kingdom in this episode. And it's not because I'm trying to snub an entire park, but it opened in April of 98. And it's tough to talk about 90s nostalgia when it only opened in Mm -hmm. the last, you know, basically year and a half of the decade. So leaving it out. And uh, it didn't really have much of a 90s vibe anyway. Of course, nothing similar to Hollywood Studios or Epcot, which were like straight up 90s and in the case of Epcot, really some 80s in there. but So we have a lot from Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios today. But I feel like Magic Kingdom's Always. a good place to start. Um, I actually want to get the other half of the Mickey Mania Parade audio out there because you heard it in the Please. beginning of this episode. They are just 
they were taking like 90s hip hop buzzwords and just injecting them into this like Disney music. I feel like it's kind of like the 90s version of Move It, Shake It. No? Yes. You know what kind I mean? Of. They're like trying to get everybody yeah. to dance, but it's like, we want you to think that we're cool, so we're going to throw out some cool terms. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, here's a little bit more of the Mickey Mania Parade. And if you don't remember the Mickey Mania Parade, go look up some photos, and I'll probably post one or two in our story when this episode releases, because this is one of the parades I remember like distinctly as a kid. Mm-hmm. When we went there, my sister was like two years old. And she, by the way, this is at the point in her life where she would try to run out into the street during the parades. Like she was that kid that the cast member had to go Did like she have a leash? duck in front of. <laughs> no, this was, I think this was pre-leash America. Pre-leash. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know because the... one of my best friends was like, I, he's like, I have a confession. I was a leash kid. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it made me laugh every time. Cause I'm like, especially in the eighties and nineties, like definitely wasn't a thing then. You know what no, I mean? No, I don't remember it being a thing. He was like, but I'm not mad at my parents. They need, they had to do it. I understand why they did. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I would care as an adult. I wouldn't care now if I found yeah. out they put me on a leash, seeing what kids do. Like, Oh, okay. I'm surprised I wasn't handcuffed to a railing somewhere. I know. Right. So, um, this is just, obviously, it's called the Mickey Mania Parade. It was all kinds of uh, Mickey stuff, like different shapes. Like his his hand was walking around. Like, it sounds weird, but weird. if you go look at the video and stuff, it's kind of cool. But here's another clip from the Mickey Mania Parade. And that's just a clip of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sing it again. Yo, he's a groovy dude. I mean, they're really trying to make Mickey so cool. So cool. So Meanwhile, cool. he like he kind of became cool, maybe without trying over the past like twenty years. Or I'm maybe I'm, just... I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm not mad at the beats. Okay. Yes. I'm not I'm not mad at it. Like I would dance to that even if it was played today. What do you mean um, you would? I watched. You were dancing to I that. was dancing. Some of yes. the some of the lyrics, not so much. Yes, I'm I'm with you there. Lyrics need a little work. Sound pretty good, pretty good. And what was it? The oh, I have to listen to it again. I, I'm I feel like I'm still processing what I just heard. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so crazy! Like, it's, yeah, it's a dude, lot to take. Yeah. I like the oh boy part. Like they, it, that's a oh, it's a, okay, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Oh boy, oh, 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 oh boy. I'm like, okay, stop it. We're remixing <laughs> Mickey Mouse here. We have taken a left turn somewhere. Oh my yes. gosh. Um, let's stay on the topic of parades for a moment, if you will, okay. because I have two more that I want to uh, share some sounds of. This next one was from 96 through 98. By the way, Mickey Mania was from 94, 96, so right smack in the middle of the 90s. This was uh, middle to end here. This is called the Remember the Magic Parades, 96, 97, and 98. And, you know, think Festival of Fantasy kind of a mm-hmm. thing, you know, the daytime parade, just in the mid, late-ish 90s. Here's a little bit of Remember the Magic, and maybe some of you out there will remember this. It's time to remember the magic. It's time to remember the 
So you may have heard them say 25, 25 years, years of Disney years, magic, okay. which means yeah. you know what was going on at this time. The Pink Castle. Yes. Okay, picture it. What year was that? 1996. Picture it. 1996, Pink Castle, Main Street Parade. This was Ooh. it. This 25 was it. years of Disney magic. I like the... Um, I do like how Disney like will... It'll be a song, but they'll somehow like integrate songs from yeah attractions or movies or whatever like how they did the zippity doodah yes where you're like oh that actually works there that sounds yes. cool. yes they got so someone on the ones and twos in the back coming up with yeah. mashups of their own but i mean songs. they do it i, I feel like in all their parade music and yeah. stuff we were just like oh yeah oh okay i know this song but it's this song too okay yeah yeah i mean that's uh, even up to this day with because i think that the newest parade out there is the one in california magic happens or magic happens yeah and they yeah. and they integrate yeah your classic songs in with the song by Todger Call. Yeah, Yeah. it's so cool. Um, Last thing I'll, the last parade I want to mention here for Magic Kingdom anyway is a classic nighttime parade. Remember when there were nighttime parades in in Magic Kingdom? The original run. Yeah, oh my gosh. So the original run for this parade was 91 through 99. So like truly the 90s. It came back here and there. Um, But this is, of course... Spectrum Magic. On this magic night, a million stars will play beside us, cast a spell of light. Glimmering, shimmering, carouseling round the world tonight. A symphony in Spectrum Magic, pure enchantment It's so iconic to it's my so youth. It's so magical. I know. I'm like, oh, <sighs> I love it so much. Just all the singing. It's It never gets old. It doesn't get old, and it stays in my head. And when I was a kid, I guess I didn't fully understand that the Main Street Electrical Parade wasn't Spectrum Magic. So when yeah. they did that in the 2000s, I was like, this is not Spectrum Magic. Where's Jiminy Cricket? <laughs> yeah. Where my boy like, Jiminy at? You're like, what is this? What is this bacon for? What is this here? crap? Um, that's it for parades. Let's talk about some attraction sounds. And you and I both have uh, an attraction in Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, So if you want to yeah. go first. Yeah, so this is the Delta Dream Flight. And if you remember, this is where Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I only really remember like the tunnel room in this attraction mm-hmm. where it's kind of like you're taking off on a plane. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Like if you were to tell me, describe Delta dream flight, it's, Oh, there's a tunnel where it looks like you're flying into like the big turbine. Is that what the thing is? (laughs) Yes. With the light. So, and that's it. That's literally what I remember. And then like one like vague memory of a scene where someone's flying like a small prop plane, like a character, like a cartoon kind of character in like a farm area. That's, that's it. That's the whole attraction, which is not obviously the whole thing. Let's talk about that light. Cause I'm like anyone that has any kind of, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like uh, if you're susceptible to like epilepsy or something epilepsy like, that's yeah, I was, yeah. That's what I was trying to think if you're epileptic it's like you wouldn't have been able to ride that ride and, and i'm like yes. there's really not a lot of reason for it either so anyways let's no. get to the clip so the sound that i have of course without you even telling me that is during the tunnel where they're telling you wait. you're about to take yeah. off and into the sky and then i mashed it up a little bit too with some uh attraction audio like the actual music okay. that they played throughout the attractions here's some delta dream flight which was from uh, 89 to 96, so really like a big chunk of the 90s. Mm -hmm. 
Ladies and gentlemen, your dream flight will depart immediately for the future. Please prepare for supersonic takeoff. Ladies and gentlemen, your dream flight will depart immediately for the future. Delta welcomes you back from your dream flight, the fantasy flight of your life. You've taken a dream flight The earth's an inspiring sight There's adventure, there is romance Sail in the skies Why is there romance? Delta's dream flight is your best chance For a passport to dreams old and new For you we created this dream flight The most wonderful flight of your life the most wonderful flight of your life. Yeah, why Why is there romance involved in all that? Uh, what is happening? They are really uh, selling you on their yeah. dream flight, by the way. Seriously, they're like, you need to fly somewhere. Doesn't this make you want to fly? It does. Delta, it is your best really... chance to see the Earth, is basically what they're saying. Is I want to know, after they launched this, how, how you know, did their did their profits increase just from after this? That's what I want to know. They're like, I was promised an, a romantic experience on my dream flight with Delta. Yes. I was told this would be the greatest flight of my life. I that mean, I wouldn't want to do anything other than fly in a Delta flight for the rest of my life. Just saying. Just saying. But, but the, the joke is like, you know, I'm kind of like laughing at that. But I am a little hyped to go on a plane I know. <laughs> for some reason after airing Dream that. flight. Well, that's just because it's been quarantine. You haven't been able to go anywhere. Maybe that's it. I haven't been <laughs> flying anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to stay in Tomorrowland and go over mm -hmm. to the Timekeeper attraction, which a few of you out there um, did submit. So we posted this, you know, to our Instagram like we, we sometimes do when we have a topic coming up. And I, we were curious to hear what are some of the sounds that you all remember from. I just said you all, like I don't live in the South now. You some all. of the sounds that y'all uh, remember from the 90s. And a bunch of you mentioned the Timekeeper. So this was from 94 to 2006. So it spanned past the 90s, but created mm -hmm. in the 90s and is now the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. So that's that same theater. You may remember that it is starring Robin Williams as the Timekeeper uh, audio animatronic the, the robot of the mm -hmm. of the show and then the other character in the show was nine eye that was like the 360 circle vision so to speak um theater you were looking at basically it was this little you know flying robot that was traveling in time so you could see it but the sound that i have and i'll be honest i kind of forgot and it's pretty typical when you're thinking about you know sounds you remember from your youth you sometimes mm -hmm. like romanticize it or idealize yeah. it and uh it was it was weird. This is a weird attraction. <laughs> and uh, I think you'll see what I mean when I, I have a couple of clips from this attraction. So you tell me um, if you if you just feel like this is off a beat a little bit. But, uh, you know, the premise here is that you're about to travel in time. And it's funny, the year that they have um, on the timekeepers, like, podium is the year 2000, which now obviously is 21 years ago. Right. But in 1990. For when this was created, you know, it was in the future. But yeah. they wind up traveling in the past a little bit as well as the future. And this um, eventually to go meet Jules Verne and H.G. Wells. But here's a little bit of just what it sounded like when you're walking in the theater. The theater is a stand-up theater the way that the um, Canada show is now in okay. Epcot. Where you stand, mm -hmm. as like those, those dividers you can like lean on. Yeah. But here's a little Robin Williams um, as you're walking into the theater. Well, we're about to begin. In case of a loss of cabin pressure, just relax, okay? Thank you. Come on in. <laughs> Thank you. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? 
I don't know why that's there except to go. <laughs> now, please form double rows and move to the center of the theater. Do it! You've been waiting outside. You've been in line for a while. Just do it! <laughs> Thank you. Please don't sit on the floor. My studies show that you can experience time travel on the floor. And it's not a pretty picture in those shorts. <laughs> I'm just picturing him, I'm picturing him like recording these and it's made me, making me laugh. Yeah, it was probably four hours of content. They had to boil down to like 15 yeah. minutes of, yeah. of usable stuff. Um, here's a little more from Timekeeper. My time machine operates flawlessly. Who would like to travel into the future? Hold it. You're putting people in this thing on purpose? Chill, Blinky. I'm on a roll. Now, any volunteers? Step right up. Don't be afraid. Push yourself through a massive time warp continuum. Please, no Disney employees. Anybody? Oh, fabulous! <laughs> Come on down! <laughs> he called them Disney employees. Disney Ooh, that's employees. a no-no. They're cast that's members, Robin. Yes, oh and that gosh. was recorded and kept and not not, not told to correct. Is boom? That's it was right. There. It's still out there on the interweb. Yes, and one last sound piece here. If you you know want to get to the meat and potatoes of this attraction, mm-hmm. this is where we meet H.G. Wells and Jules Verne, which is like basically the whole premise of this attraction. Oh, look, here comes Mr. Wells. But I don't see Jules Verne. Fuck down, move closer, blend in, mingle, mingle, mingle. Don't just hover. Don't just hover, blend. <laughs> look, right there, there he is. A man right. with his head in the stars. Jules Verne. Monsieur Verne, permit me to present Monsieur H.G. Wells. Monsieur Wells, the honor is mine, sir. Oh, and mine too, sir. Your work, Mr. Wells, caused quite a sensation. Particularly the time oh. machine. Yes, the time machine. Yes, the time machine. Yes, it sounds like it was Christopher Lloyd. I have to look that up to see if that's who that was. Hmm. Back when they had real actors in this. I don't know why the timekeeper doesn't like. It doesn't ring a bell to me. No, I mean I remember doing it as a kid and as an adult now. I'm like, you're gonna ask me to stand for like (laughs) fifteen, fifteen minutes. Yeah. But I do remember that like type of theater or whatever. I just remember like hanging on those things. Like when you're when you're smaller, you can kind of yeah. hang on them like it's like a monkey monkey bar. bars. Yeah, yes. we and they'd be like, "Stop that!" Everyone's like, "Stop it!" <laughs> you're like, "Whatever." I'm bored and I'm down here on the floor. Let's move to Epcot, and I know you have one from the Wonders of Life Pavilion, yes. and I have one as well. And um, you know, we recorded our, our patch out our bonus episode for our patreon supporters um because we had some some leftover some overflow of sounds and we we covered cranium command on that because it's mm-hmm. just it's a kind of a wild show so we narrowed it down here to two um would you like to start from one of the sure. one of the weirder attractions yes one of the weirder attractions so this is one that i remember as a child and it's body wars and i remember it just being like uh star tours like kind yes. of the same thing. You're in a simulator, but you are like inside of the body. Like you're there's, I remember like blood cells and stuff like that. And then when I was reading the description, I was like, yeah, that's right. There's a splinter. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go and like observe where the splinter was and stuff. And then they talk about all this stuff. So I, I looked up, I'm going to read this to you. Cause I looked up um, like the explanation of it. Okay. Cause I thought this was just, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this was like so in depth. Writers will be taken on a mission by the fictional Miniaturized Exploration Technologies Corporation, stylized as MET, to study the effects of the white blood cells on a splinter inside the left index finger of a volunteer. Mm. <laughs> Dr. Cynthia Lair had volunteered to be miniaturized to observe a splinter. The guests were told they would board vehicle Bravo 229 and would be shrunk. Their mission was to meet up with Dr. Lair and bring her out. 
Captain Braddock would be the guest pilot. Then it says the guest vehicle, Bravo 229, moved from the bay to the uh, miniaturization room where technicians focused a particle reducer on the ship. Their ship and crewmates would shrink and set under the subject's, sent under the subject's skin. White blood cells were seen on their way to destroy the splinter. It's just so interesting. And it was like the guests would arrive at the splinter, meeting with Dr. Cynthia Lair. She began to take a cell count when she was accidentally pulled into a capillary. Captain Braddock followed her into the vein, entering an unauthorized area. The captain steered Bravo past the heart and into the right ventricle. The guest entered the lungs where the doctor was being attacked. Uh, yeah, where the doctor was being attacked by a white blood cell. And then it says the captain uses lasers to free the doctor. By now, the ship was very low on power, and the doctor suggests that they use the brain's energy to recharge the ship. This is so weird. Like, if you're when yes. you're reading this, you're like, this was, like, a, this was ride? a ride? This was yeah. an attraction? I actually, some of what you described is in this sound clip. So if you'd like a little audio version of that, yeah. um, there's a little bit of what the ship is about and a little bit of what the ride was like um, when you were, you know, navigating through the body. So let's do the ship introduction first. By way of a highly sophisticated and ingenious process, not only will your ship be miniaturized, it will be beamed below the skin of a volunteer so that you will be able to view the inner workings of the human body. During this time, the ship will remain much smaller than the point of a pin and weigh less than a drop of water. That's Less weird, than a like. drop of water. And now, you know, I don't know a lot about drugs in the 90s, but... <laughs> I feel like Valium might have been used for that voice actor. Okay. So uh, next is a little bit of what it sounded like when you were on the attraction. This is a, some of what you were describing. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're in the heart's left atrium. Braddock, your power is decreased to 5%. 5%. I'm going to use the heartbeat to propel us. Ready? Now! Turn! Take a right! Okay, we're in the cerebral artery. It's taking us to the brain. We're just above the brain in the spinal fluid. Ew, I shouldn't hear about <laughs> spinal fluid when I'm on a ride. <laughs> Body wars. <laughs> um, I just remember being like stressed out on that attraction. And I, you yeah. know, as a kid, do you even know what stress is? I don't know. But I just remember like feeling uneasy on body wars. <laughs> about trying to get something. This was one of those educational rides. Did you know, I think we've talked about this before. I didn't know, but Doug had told me um, a while back that you could get like school credits and stuff for doing educational things at Disney. And Possibly. I think this was like one of those things that was like, it was considered an educational trip. Epcot was a big one for that because there were so yeah, many that makes sense. Um, things. And I'm, I, so I immediately just think of body wars. Cause I'm like, I guess you're kind of learning about the, yes. And I don't know about you, but for some reason, when I think of body wars, I think of uh, the magic school bus and miss bliss yes. because they would always shrink to do certain things. And I don't know why I always like have those things, those two things hand in hand. That makes yeah. sense. I forgot about the magic school bus. Um, let's backtrack real quick for a moment, if we can, if, if uh, you all want to follow me on our journey for a moment. So, one, this whole entire pavilion was uh, the Wonders of Life pavilion, and obviously there was the the Body Wars thing where yeah. I can't believe they had a basically a, a, a knockoff Star Tours, right? They Star didn't Tours, need another yeah. attraction, right? It's like Dumbo. Why did you make two other attractions? Right. Like, anyway, so... Um, when you were describing the attraction, you mentioned the vehicle was something. What was it? It was Bravo the MET. Oh, MET yeah. was like the... The company, sorry. The company. And then the the vehicle was Bravo 229. Okay. So the company itself, we said the initials were MET, which is not a coincidence because MET, as an MET, MET Life, Metropolitan mm -hmm. Life, right? They were the ones who sponsored the pavilion. So not a, not okay. a coincidence. 
And I was curious about what Bravo 229 meant. So as you were describing, I was doing a, a quick Goog yeah. to see what it was. And normally when there are numbers and things, it refers to a date. date but 229 yeah. is odd because that would be February 29th, which means it had to be a leap year. And this attraction opened in 89, so it probably wasn't that. However, typically speaking, Bravo is a class of submarines. So it is oh, thought to, okay. to, it is believed that they're basically kind of referring to this as a submarine because they're going below the surface, so to speak. So, okay, maybe right. maybe that's something. Not sure what the 229 refers to, though. Um, yeah. And because this is from the Wonders of Life Pavilion, what better attraction than to talk about where life begins in the good old The Making of Me. So I think <laughs> it is great. It's a great time for us to do this as a group to sit through, to squirm through what it was Yikes. like to visit the Making of Me attraction in the Wonders of Life Pavilion. If you've never heard of this before, it is hosted by Martin Short. I don't know how, why this guy, by the way, big Martin Short fan. It's just like yeah, me too. comedian, right? So um, he walks us through how we're made we come from and this is a disney world attraction that was from 89 to 2007 and body wars was the same time frame 89 to 2007 so i mean the, for the entirety of the 90s both of these attractions were were around so i, I don't even know like i can't help but laugh and think this was i a mean i'm assuming that everything kids. everything i'm gonna learn in here i already learned from the intro to look who's talking <laughs> <laughs> look who's talking yes so Without any further ado, I will tell you if you're listening to this with kids in the car, all of the language used is is family friendly, I will say. I mean, obviously, I know I was like this was for kids when we were growing yeah. up, so obviously the concept of of what is about to be played into your speakers is maybe above, you know, what a kid might comprehend. Yeah. So, but again, nothing is necessarily crass in this, but we're about to talk about fertilizing an egg. So, without any further ado, here's Martin Short telling you about the birds and the bees. Remember the sperm we said my dad had and the egg we said my mom had? Well, getting the sperm and the egg together is one of the great miracles of life. It's also one of those things that people like to do in private. But the truth is, when two people are in love, one of the loveliest things they can do is be as close together as possible. They might kiss, they might hug. Another way that mature adults express their love for each other is to get so close that the man's sperm actually enters the woman's body. How this happens is, is truly one of the great, grand secrets we share as human beings. But believe it or not, all of us, everyone who's ever been born, came into being because their parents made love, allowing the sperm and the egg to meet. Kids, you uh, taking notes out there? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe this was a thing. Do you wanna know what the most accurate sound of that was? The cricket sound in the background. <laughs> Um, yikes. Wow. When I don't two, remember that at all. I probably never rode that, honestly, or like did think, that. Yeah, I don't think my family took I don't took remember any of that. On that. <laughs> Mommy and daddy get close enough and they have to, he close actually said, enough. make love. Yes. Wow. I also like that they uh, phrased it as two mature adults because yeah. you want to make sure that you're of an age where you're understanding what you're doing. Oh my gosh. So Wow, I think we any... just need to take, I need to take a minute. I'm just kidding. Yes. So, kids, if you're listening to this, just go ahead and ask your mom or your dad in the car yeah. to repeat everything you just heard and, and to elaborate. Ask questions. Mommy, what's sperm? Mommy, well, what's he's like, egg? remember when I told you about my dad and sperm? And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, you need to back up. We need to back up here already. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I obviously edited that down because the introduction to that was like 10 minutes. Yeah. So I needed to hit the high points there. High wow. points, of course, being they might kiss. They might oh hug. They might even get a little closer. Yikes. Yikes. Okay. Oh do goodness. we have anything else as far have, as... Um, one more Epcot. Okay. That's what I thought. And I'm about to go all in on this attraction. <laughs> so buckle up because I have four sound clips oh, okay. from this attraction over from the Land Pavilion in Epcot. No, it's not living with the land. Um, it is the thing that happened before Soren, And of course, I'm talking about Food Rocks. Food before rocks. that, it was Kitchen Cabaret in the, let's say, 80s into early yeah. 90s. But Food, rock, food Rocks was around 94 to 2004. So we were blessed with this glorious attraction mm -hmm. for 10 years. And I'll be honest with you, I still think about the songs from this attraction. And I'm not just saying that because we're doing Sounds of Disney from the yeah. 90s. Legitimately, I still think about the songs that were parodied um, or the, the parody versions of the songs from this attraction. So you're going to recognize, obviously, these Some are parodies. You're going to know the songs that they, you know, yeah. are meant to be. Um, so without further ado, here's the first clip from Food Rocks that is still in my head to this day. Now put your hands together for the utensils. When you're cooking with us, there's so much you can do. In the kitchen. We'll make it count in the kitchen. <laughs> I want to know who had to write these lyrics. They're like, you want me, I'm I, sorry, you want me to do what? I want you to take this song and I want you to make it about food. <laughs> I want you to take an iconic, like spanning decades iconic song from Queen yeah. and make this about utensils. Also, the name of your band is The Utensils. <laughs> yes. Instead of U2, it's The Utensils. Yeah, that's right. By the way, A plus for that. For, for the planned words. A little more Queen coming up later yeah. uh, in this in this clip sesh. Um, clip number two. Well, I'll just play it. Here we go. Every bite you take. <laughs> every cake you bake. Every milk you shake. Every egg you break. We'll be part of you. Every single day. Like a secret wish is a part of you. There's a lot to unpack, guys. Um, I can't even. Every milk you shake. <laughs> what is that? Was it? Wasn't that what it was? Every every milk you shake, every egg you break. Um, also, lot. I'm trying to picture the guys recording these songs and just not wanting to die out laughing. Yes. Like trying to be serious, be like, every milk you shake, every egg you break, it's a part of you. <laughs> yes. And you know, they're in the studio and they probably just put out their cigarette and they have their like cup of yes. their glass of brandy. Seriously. Like, you know what, guys? All right. Let's say, by the way, if you told me that was Jimmy Fallon singing that, I would have believed you because seriously. it sounds like his seriously. impression it of Sting. Um, also, they referenced a Kanish. Do you even know what a Kanish is? A Kanish. Uh, it's a Jewish thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, you know, for me, from where I'm from, it, it broadens past the religion of, of Judaism. However, mm -hmm. like, kind of, yes, I <laughs> okay. would say a Jewish New Yorker for sure knows what a Kanish is. Yeah. But it's just like a, it's like a big old potato pocket. I don't know. I know there are people listening oh, to okay. this who, who okay. live in the Northeast who have had Kanish. But 
It wasn't Kanish. until I left the Northeast that I realized that most people don't know what a Kanish is. You're really like, like you're not missing out. I wouldn't say they're super a delicious. Hot opinion. <laughs> yeah. The ones that I've had were always like square, like it's just big like Hmm. Think of like taking mashed potato and compressing it and then putting it in like a almost kind of like a bread pocket, like a that not sounds a pita, amazing like to me. Of. I've never it's had a pretty good. Clearly, I've never had one, but it sounds really yeah. good. Where can, where can you get one in the Orlando area? <laughs> I I don't know that they. I don't know. I've never had one. Although hmm. um, I think they actually had knishes in one of the pavilions or one of the food tables for one of the Epcot festivals. They did because okay. I had it. I had a yeah. knish semi recently in the last like six knish. months or so. Okay. Maybe that was during food and wine. So keep your eyes peeled. I'm learning uh, about new the... foods here. That yes, I, that I think I need it was at the Lachaim booth. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty Is this sure something that's where that you was. can can you get can you get these at Jewish bakeries? We have a really good Jewish bakery here, but I don't Try know if they would like. Yeah, who knows? Have to check it out. Um, obviously, it's a savory versus a sweet, so I don't know if a yeah. Jewish bakery will have it. But try it out. You never know. Ask for the Kanish. Kanish. So um, two more clips here. We're not. We're only halfway through the. Food I kind of wish here, there guys. was like a more clips of these because they're yes, incredible. It's outrageous. So. This next one is an is an is an icon, right? It's, this is a, a parody of, of another icon. Okay. And she is a like a, a soul. She's a big she's a big old fish. Okay. And she's talking about lean proteins you could oh eat. Oh my god! Okay. See if you could figure out who they're doing a parody of. <laughs> Moral of the story, try a chicken dish, just keep it lean. Uh, if this lady is not a share impersonator, she's not doing it right. Yes. Wow. Legit sounds just like her. Yes. If she'd have just thrown out, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be even better. Wow. Super um, good. Super talented. Meat can be neat if yeah. you keep it lean. Yeah. That's yeah. That's your nugget of the try day, guys. Try a chicken dish, just keep it lean. Oh, wow, this is the best. I honestly, I think this. These is the are best so good. I think we could just end. The, we could just end the show right here. <laughs> Cut it off. All right, guys. Sorry, thirty something minutes in. We're cutting it off. Yeah. Um, one last uh, clip here is they started out the show with some Queen. By the mm-hmm. way, the host of this attraction, but you know, this is a sit down theater. You here for like fifteen something minutes, whatever. Yeah. Is voiced by Tone Loke, who okay. Incidentally, I only know from Ace Ventura. We talked about. <laughs> of course, Ace Ventura. you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, obviously he's done some music, but, mm-hmm. um, we talked about Ace Ventura in our Pat chat cause we, I brought some, some audio from the Ace Ventura show in Hollywood studios, but he goes by the food rapper. So obviously he might, was a gotcha. kind of a rapper in real life, okay. but food rapper yeah. here, we were reading the, the nutritional facts and whatnot. Um, he's your host for this show. The show starts out with some queen, the utensils, and now we're going to end with a little more, uh, parody of. The breakdown, if you will, of Bohemian Rhapsody. One more time. Eating right is easy. Choose before you chew. We're waiting in the kitchen. Waiting in the kitchen for you. It's beautiful. Wow, that's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. My gosh. I wish I wish my food would sing like that to me. 
It's waiting in the kitchen for me. <laughs> That's not even it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even get to Peta Gabriel. Um, oh gosh. Or the Peach Boys. It just all of it. Stop it. it. Just so good. Outrageous. So good. Oh, love it. Okay, I think that's it for Epcot. And now we have the treasure trove of 90s, which is, yeah. at the time, MGM Studios. MGM Studios. Hashtag not my MGM. All right, yes. we're going to start out with Aladdin's Royal Caravan. Okay. Uh, it's basically, you know, there's a whole cast like of Aladdin and stuff like that. But they have, I think the whole premise was when Prince Ali becomes Prince mm-hmm. Ali and then he does the big caravan through the city. So that's kind of the premise. But there's a lot of genie in this parade. Yes. Like, it's basically like the parade of genie. It's not really Aladdin's well, yeah. parade. It's well, like genies. It makes sense because he was the one that made Prince Ali right. happen, right? He turned right. his little whatever into a world-class menagerie down yeah. the streets. So we get, like, Agrabah. giant genie. You get genie in a bathtub. There's, like, two-part genie where it's, like, his upper body and lower body are separated. Uh, Abu the elephant is in this. And I remember what I remember from this parade. I have a Polaroid. That I took, so I was like, "You can only, you can only tell, like, what year it was because it was the year I got my Polaroid camera." Um, and it, there's like this terrible photo of Jafar because he's a street sweeper essentially. Mm-hmm. In the very end of the parade, he's pushing around this like gold cart thing, and um, Iago's voice, I guess, comes out of it like he's in the trash cart. Yeah, and I don't know. I have a picture of that. I think I actually have another Polaroid too of um, of Abu as the elephant too. Yes. So what's unique about this parade, too, was that it had a real marching band style mm-hmm. group in it. So I have that clip I have here is uh, them actually playing real life instruments, which is cool. Because obviously there's a soundtrack with mm-hmm. most parades. They're blaring over the speakers. But you got some actual live music in this. And the Royal Caravan played from parade was from 1992 to 1995 but here's a little what? clip i know i was trying to remember the... what year was uh was aladdin that year 92 aladdin was 92 i want to say okay okay so yeah it have, you know movie came out boom they got a parade the caravan in hollywood studios and it sounded a little like this People were clapping. That's right. Yay! I Any, I mean, anything with Aladdin, I love it. Yeah. And the thing about this is, I really, honestly, I don't really remember this caravan. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I watched a video of it. And I was like, okay, like, I can kind of see the, I remember the big genie. That was the, like, the big blow-up yeah. genie. <clears throat> That's really the only thing I remember. But my MGM Aladdin memory, and I'm pretty sure I told this in our early on Disney Potpourri episode, but I want to revisit it because it's one of mm-hmm. my favorite things. Um, there was a restaurant back in what is now like the animation courtyard over by um, the launch bay. There's the Disney Junior mm-hmm. thing. It actually, if I remember correctly, it was where the Disney Junior live thing is now. There was okay. a character dining experience with Aladdin back there. And the only thing I remember from that, and I'm sure characters were walking around, Aladdin and Jasmine probably. Yeah. The only thing I remember is that my mom went to go grab a dish from the buffet and it was hot. Like we expect them to be warm. I actually prefer yeah. my plates to be warm so that you don't put hot food on a cold plate and it gets cold. But it was so hot that like my mom thought it was unsafe. And uh, my mom went and told the cast member, like these plates were like especially hot. And the cast yeah. member was like, no, we keep them warm. And she was like, no, you don't understand. They're, They're like hot. really, really hot. 
and like and the cast member at the time just wasn't like believing my mom wasn't you know agreeing with her so my mom was like you touch the plate so the cast member touched the plate and was like holy <laughs> that's hot <laughs> so there we go life life lesson believe yeah. in and and uh and my mom because she would not lie about it she has no reason to lie there to lie yes and you know cast members not known for their salty language but <laughs> whoops they found out the hard way sometimes blank sometimes blank happens okay i have a real quick a real quick nod to some to a 90 sound okay. in mgm studios and this was around for a while the studio backlot tour yes had a couple of versions but the residential street version from 89 to 2003 so for the entirety of the 90s um part of the backlot tour included going through some facades and you know which sound <laughs> yes. clip i brought absolutely this was the home to the emmy award-winning golden girls then over to the right up a little bit further we have the neighbors to the golden girls the westerns from empty nest they shot the outside footage here edited with interior footage on a soundstage out in california saturday night that was the finished product I first of all, I love this tour guide's voice. I was, was like, really can we talk about her accent? She's like, yes, the golden girls. <laughs> <laughs> so great. And the real tragedy of life, okay, is that I didn't watch the Golden, golden Girls. Golden Girls, didn't up. know the Golden Girls when I was uh, a kid in the '90s. It wasn't until I don't know the 2000s. You weren't ready for I it discovered. yet, Greg. You weren't yeah. ready for it. And at the, by the right time, time you I, discovered it, by the time I fell in love. Mm-hmm. With the true gem of America, the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. I uh, it was gone. It was it was out. Yeah. It just was it was torn down to make the the stunt show. Which, by the way, I enjoyed the lights, cameras, whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, but um, I I did like it. It just it wasn't you know driving by the facade of the Golden Girls house, which I would have not, loved. Now, definitely wasn't. <sighs> I loved the backlot tour. That was one of my favorite things. I remember when yeah. I got rid of, it, I was like, not the backlot tour. Catastrophe Canyon. Catastrophe Canyon was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So great. Awesome. Awesome. Super um, nostalgic. Speaking of loud, uh, I want to bring our attention to a live show at Hollywood Studios. Well, MGM. Um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, a musical adventure from 1996 to th- 2002. And a, a bunch of you all out there wrote in this was one of your memories of the 90s in Disney World as well. And the thing that sticks out about this show in my mind, and it's the same thing as like Beauty and the Beast, you know, like it's they, it's a musical version of of the show condensed to like, I don't know, let's just say 20 something minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And the clip I have for you is obviously not 20 minutes long. But the thing about the show that I remember as a kid is we, we went with my sister who was born in 93. So we went like probably the year this came out because she was small, small enough to where we were able to still like hold her without her being like this big burden of a baby, yeah. so of a toddler. So she slept during this whole show, this whole show. And I don't know how anybody can sleep through this because I'm going to I'm gonna play a little clip of the finale. And obviously it's loud. There are no fireworks or pyrotechnics or anything. It's a, it's a small yeah. theater Maybe stage this was a show. Te- this was a testament to how loud it was in your house all the time. <laughs> I guess so. We were a bunch of loud New York Italians, I guess. But here's just a little clip of the hunchback of Notre Dame singing about the bells.
Hunchback of Notre Dame music's underrated. Yeah. Some good, I, uh, there's some good jams on that one. That that music was don't get me wrong, like that that song sounded good. Like I wish I mm-hmm. could kind of see that. Now in in real life, I know I could watch a YouTube video. It's never quite the same. But that girl just slapped through that whole thing, just knocked out. I mean, I guess it's like a constant loud sound, so I could see how she She could fall asleep. I don't know, man. Disney is tough, you know? You get tired. You get tired. Probably hot. That's true. What else you got from Hollywood Studios or MGM? Okay. I'm going to attractions now, and I have The Great Movie Ride. Oh, remember that guy? Yeah. The note here says the original version was from 1989 to 2015. Yes. And, um, you know, for those of you that I just like did up some notes for this one too. It says the attraction employed the use of audio animatronic figures, practical sets, live actors, special effects, and projections to recreate iconic scenes from 12 classic films throughout motion picture history. Um, yeah. And obviously it was located inside the Chinese theater, which is a replica of the real Chinese theater. Um, this was one of my favorite rides for some reason. The scene with the wizard of Oz always stuck out mm. to me because I always thought that the witch was real. Oh because the, that animatronic was so good for the time being, like the time that it was there. I mean, even till the end, I remember being yeah. like, that animatronic has always been so good. The movement was always so fluid that I always thought that it was a real live actor in there because there are live actors in this thing. But um, one of my favorites, it's a classic. I it love Mickey and Minnie's, but it just was a classic. I was real sad to see it go. Yeah. And, you know, I understand why it's not there. They're not really Disney movies anymore. Like, I'm sure there were complications with the rights and like, that's all fine and good. Yeah. Um, That said, classic. And of course, we have some sounds to remind you all of what it was like. And if you've never done it before, you can understand why we all like it. So here's just a first, the first clip here is just what it's like after you were loaded into the ride vehicle Mm -hmm. and it was time to start the attraction. Ready when you are, CB. Rolling. My mom still says that phrase to this day. <laughs> what does she like say? Like when it's time to go do something, it's ready yeah. when you are, CB. Still. <laughs> I love that decades about her. Later. Mm-hmm. I also My remember gosh. the first time I heard, I saw the alien part come down. I remember that was terrifying. Um, so it was one of those where you're like, this is so great. And then you're like, now I'm terrified. <laughs> Speaking of alien, let's all get mm. triggered. Here's a little let's sound <laughs> when you're when you're up in the ship with the fake Sigourney Weaver yes. up against the side. And you hear like the sirens in the background and like the, you know, that fog was blowing out. Yes. So here's a little bit of that. I could smell it. I don't you're know if you know what I'm talking wa- about. Yeah. Like, you're just waiting for it ooh. to come down so you, everyone screams. Yes. You could, the you know, that fog they blow out has a unique smell mm-hmm. to it. And it also mm-hmm. had like, whenever they were, there was a scene that involved some type of like corrosion of some kind. This was yeah. on Test Track 2, if you remember. It always had like a specific smell. And I, I can still smell it to this day. Mm. And I remember going with, um, again, my sister who was like, you know, it's loud for a kid. Yeah. And even like Nicole didn't like it. She would like hold her ears during it. Cause it, I mean, it gets, it got pretty loud, loud. as you can tell yeah. by the volume of that sound clip. Um, it was a loud part of the attraction. Something Love for it. everybody. And then the last, uh, we'll play just one more clip of the great movie right here. And, uh, you know, just allow you to, to be Take nostalgic it. just for one more little clip. 
sudden the bad guy is your tour guide that's oh right that's right who knew the only bad the old... part about that attraction was if you got a really bad tour guide you were like oh gosh Ugh, what a downer waste but when you had a really good one it was really good it's kind of like a uh, jungle cruise you know when you have a really good yes. skipper you're like do it again go again but when you have a really bad one you're like oh. yes and i know some, this is not my story so i won't tell it and it's really not appropriate but i know somebody who worked with somebody at the Great Movie Ride who accidentally, during the ride, pooped his pants as the tour guide. <laughs> That's a different story for another day. So, um, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have one last thing I want to talk about. Now, this is one I don't remember, but at least one person submitted it, and okay. I did some Googling, and it turns out there was a show at Hollywood Studios, or MGM Studios, uh, called The Pretty Woman Show. Yeah, and I I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I don't like, remember it. Let's add this to the list of inappropriate things that Disney did in the nineties. Yes. So here's a little a little clip of that, and obviously they're using songs that are not Disney songs because it's it's about Pretty, pretty Woman. woman. Um, but the Who whole was premise a here hooker. is, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the The general premise of the show is that Roger Rabbit was there in town, and Mickey and Franz were trying to get signed by Maroon Studios to you know get a, a a movie deal with you know and they're going to hollywood right like that's yeah. overall what's happening here but here's just a, a little glimpse into the pretty woman show part of the show where a prostitute walks out on stage (laughs) here i am guys ask me how much what a weird mashup like who thought of that i don't know madonna weird some pretty woman weird just super weird club hollywood Um, club hollywood i guess real thing all right you ready for my last one yes my last one is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show. Oh, yeah. That ran from 1990 to 1995. Uh, as Doug and I were converting a lot of our old VHS tapes, uh, we found a lot of footage of this. Because Doug, fun fact about him, he's obsessed with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was like, mm-hmm. his favorite thing. It was it's was hilarious watching him like open presents at like birthdays <laughs> and Christmases and stuff in, in these videos. Because I'm like, he always got something Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Um, so of course, on one of their Disney trips, there's a lot of footage from this Ninja Turtle show. And April, I think, was a big part of the show because mm-hmm. obviously she's a face character. You know, she can sing and move and dance and stuff, and she's not like she doesn't have to have a um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not a face character, but a like a fur character. She's not a fur character, yeah. Yeah. So 
And I think there's like, we have footage of him getting like autographs and stuff like that. It's just really funny. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm like, you were so obsessed with Ninja Turtles and he still is. He still is. Yes. Because they just released, if any of you are in the toy collecting business, then you know this, but NECA had just released um, over last year into this year all new Ninja Turtle toys. So, oh, mm -hmm. like collector's items. They're not like kids' toys. So, yeah. Well, speaking of April, here's a clip that includes a little April O'Neil. Hey, everybody. Here they are, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Get a grip. I have to show you. Do you see the turtle in the background? Like, yes, I can can see it. Can you see it right there? Yes. That was like one of his his toys that he's had since he was little. Oh, my goodness. And then there's like two things next to it that were also. Yeah. And I have like a bus back there and a pillow. He still has some of his toys from when he was little. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) Loves the Ninja Turtles. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed some sounds of the 90s from Walt Disney World. I feel like we took a real trip back in time. We were Mm -hmm. our own timekeeper today. That's right. And uh, a lot of nostalgia. Before we hop into our news, shout out to Stephanie over at World Traveler Trading Co. who has some new items. Guys, (gasps) as of today, the day this episode releases, um, the lip balm holders are in Mm. stock. So they're like these little guys that can hold lip balms and they have lots of designs including a haunted mansion inspired one a fantasy land inspired one and then our normal key fobs that we talk about mm-hmm. there's a grape soda one a pride mickey inspired one and a new a captain america one and of course you can use our special promo code that park life and save yourself some money over at world traveler trading a link to stephanie's shop in the description of this episode as always <laughs> Got some news nugs. Got some I got news. two of them. You want me to start? All right. Yeah. Okay. The first one is, as always, you know, I like to report when there's new babies and there was a new baby boy zebra that was born in Animal Kingdom, born on May 17th. Um, and it said guests riding the safari got to see it, some of it. So hello. there were some people riding the safari, I think, that actually got to see the baby being born, um, which I'm like, okay. Because it said some lucky guests got to see it. Um, it says the birth of a Hartman's mountain zebra. I guess that's the type of zebra that it is. And it was on the savanna. And he estimated weighing in at 65 pounds. He's very healthy. And we do not have a name yet. So I'm sure once the name comes out, I'll let you know. Um, I have a nugget. And to be honest, it's not really news. It's more okay. of a rumor. And I'm not okay. a fan of perpetuating rumors. Nor are we like certain blogs who claim things Mm -hmm. as fact even though they're literally a rumor because they're not a fact and honestly i don't really believe things until disney announces it but this is a little bit different because i was watching on tiktok someone who was recently like as of this weekend staying at the yacht club was mentioning that they saw that disney was posting signs in the resort to indicate to guests where to go to pick up their minivan whereas we know that the minivan service has been temporarily paused during all of this the reopening of disney which is now uh, we're basically almost a year into that, about 11 months. So this is the first time where a, a new sign, you know, new signage is going up, which obviously makes us think that perhaps the minivan service is returning. So yeah, more to, you know, to be determined, more to be announced on that. 
but keep your eyes peeled. If you're a fan of that kind of thing, it sounds like why would they be spending, why would they be spending money and, right. and labor to, to put these signs up if it wasn't coming back? So possibly True. coming back. It's true. I saw it in a sign. <laughs> um, okay. The last thing that I have is that Walt Disney World has teamed up with Snapchat and they're offering some new filters. You can get a couple of these filters at home right now. So if you have Snapchat, um, all the cool kids do, apparently. They have a mini Mickey and Mickey balloon filter. So you can do all three of those are different where it's basically like they're looking over your shoulder, giving you a kiss or a hug. And then the balloons is just like, you know, ones with Mickey balloons and you have like a uh, the Mickey ears hat on. So that's one you can do at home, but they have some exclusive ones that are coming for WDW. Like, so if you're in the park, you'll get these exclusive things because they, you know, like we talked about how some of them just depend on your location. Yeah. So we'll be looking for those. I think they have more coming in the fall and it's all in preparation for the 50th celebration. So yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. Be looking for you some Snapchat filters when you're in the parks. All right, time to go back for some, as if we didn't go back in history enough. We're going to continue to go back for a Disney history brought to you mm-hmm. by the Mouselets. Mouselets. And it heads up two two of their three bags, like they're, they're like nice, like custom bags, can't yeah. go anywhere else, are sold out. But the one that is still available is the monorail one. Okay. Of course, they have their normal jewelry, magnets, and charms. And of course, that's available at themouselets.com. Uh, I'll go first. I'll take us back okay. to 2014, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but somehow was seven years ago for an attraction that I'm not going to play the sound bite for. You've all heard it enough. But in 2014, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, opened up in Magic Kingdom, of course, as part of New Fantasyland. I still think of it as like a brand new ride, but it's here we I are, know. seven years later. Any ride where it's like you, and when the park opens, the line is atrociously long. Like to me, still feels yeah. new. So, yeah. I am going back to the 90s, and I'm going back to 1990 because. Here Come the Muppets was a live action and puppet stage show based on the mm. Muppets, obviously. And this was their opening week. Opening day was this week at Disney's MGM Studios. Do oh. we have a clip from that one, though? We have okay. a clip. Right. And the beginning of the show starts out with Kermit getting a video call. Yeah. Like a, what I think he calls a picture call from Mickey Mouse to check in. And the show isn't started yet. So uh, Kermit is scrambling to get the show started. So he decides to make a picture phone call. I'm gonna I'm gonna also preface this with how creepy his costume looked. Well, yes, because it's a very we weird. It's a very we weird know costume. Kermit to be small. Right, this is like stage version yes. of Kermit walking yeah. around, and it's it is it's a little off putting. But if you want to not sleep tonight, go ahead and Google that. <laughs> what it look yeah. like? What that costume well, looked like? I think we'll put a photo of that in our story on the okay. day this episode releases so everyone can see that. But here's a little bit of the Mupp- uh, Here Come the Muppets from MGM. I can't do the show alone. Uh, I know. The game can't be far. I'll call. A gracious hello. This is your Walt Disney World picture phone operator. How may I be of assistance? Uh, uh, well, you see... Maybe you'd like a reservation at the Chefs de France restaurant. They have a special on... Frog's legs. Uh, uh, look, you don't understand. Sir, we at the phone company are trained to be understanding. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm trying to reach Miss Piggy. Would that copy person to person? Uh, no, it's more like frog to pig. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. But there you go, a little taste. We a at the phone taste. company are trained to be understanding. understanding. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. All right, we have our quote. To end our episode as usual, coming your way. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal account is at The Disney Greg. And I am at The Healthy Hot Mess. 
If you like what we heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. Always helpful. If you'd like to request a magicram for someone in your life that needs a little extra pixie dust sent their way, go ahead and request that. It's free for you, free for them on our website, thatparklifepodcast.com. Um, I did mention last week we would cover a cast member magical moment. We kind of went a little long here with our sounds. Mm -hmm. We'll do that next week. But if you want to submit one on your own, you can also do that on our website as well. All and right. Don't forget about trivia oh, Thursday. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. Don't forget this about Thursday. the trivia. Yes. Some prizes uh, at out. stake along with the, as you say, Greg's dramatic prize wheel. That's right. We'll dramatic be, prize we'll wheel. We'll be in the mix. Which has Making some random cameo. prizes on there that you can't buy anymore. That's Speaking right. Speaking of old school vintage stuff, I have some old school vintage thing in the mystery bag of prizes. Mm. So uh, that's that's on the table as well for the Disney Trivia Night. But for now, a quote from a straight up 90s Disney movie, which I'm sure will be included in our Trivia Night, talking about a goofy movie and a quote from Classic. your favorite and ours, Powerline. The quote is... <laughs> If we listen to each other's hearts, we'll find we're never too far apart. And you know what? It's one thing for me to say it, but wouldn't it be better to hear it? If we listen to each other's hearts, oh, yeah. we'll never too far apart. And maybe love is the reason why for the first time ever singing it out loud. With that, it's time we said goodbye for this week and we'll see you all next week thanks for hanging out and going back in time with us that's right we'll see you next week bye everyone step right up and come on in here's where the fun begins there's so much to do get it ready just for you